0: Hi, everyone, and thank you for tuning in to the Becker's Healthcare Podcast. I am Brian Zimmerman with Becker's Hospital Review. Today, I'm pleased to be joined by Anjali Kataria, CEO and co-founder of Mitonomy. Anjali, thank you so much for being here today.
1: Thank you, Brian. Great to be here.
0: To start off here, Anjali, uh, let's set the stage a little bit. Can you tell me a little bit more about your, your, yourself, your professional background, and what you're doing at Mytonomy and what Mitonomy is?
1: Absolutely, thanks so much, Brian, for having me on and and it's great to be here today so I'm a serial entrepreneur um i've This is my third company, and I had the the good fortune to also be an entrepreneur in residence in our federal government um and then to be senior technology advisor where I had an innovation lab over at the f d a so um I've seen a lot of innovation across the years and Um, My second company was in the large pharma space, and we ended up selling that. Oracle ended up buying that company. Um, This particular company was actually founded in 2011 by my co-founder, Vinay Bargava, who left Google to start an education initiative that used a, a master content management strategy combined with a publishing system, which was very innovative and when I saw that in 2016, I said, wow, that would be so great for healthcare. Uh, what if, you know, we work together and take that into healthcare? And he had been thinking about that as well. And so it it really made a lot of sense because when you think about the challenges patients have in understanding information in healthcare, it's it's really a poor experience. And my own personal experience of becoming a caregiver suddenly when my mother got ill. Um, you know nobody raises their hand and says i want to be a caregiver today and it just kind of lands on you and you are just suddenly inundated with a tremendous amount of information it's really hard to know like what's trusted information um, it's really hard to navigate on behalf of a loved one and so that that combination of already having um, access to a really great technology platform that was unique in that it was really built around a master content management strategy and a publishing system um, in an era where content streaming was was really taking off. I got very excited about that and then joined Mitonomy and took us into healthcare and um, and pretty quickly became CEO of the company. Um, and then we became 100% focused on Healthcare, but bringing in consumer-grade technologies that had been worked on for years um, to really serve the needs of healthcare and in really innovative ways of thinking about um, provider-enabled, patient-centric, and a consumer-forward digital strategy, uh, leveraging the power of content streaming and leveraging the power of deep modern engagement and bringing that together in a new solution because there really hadn't been a lot of innovation in the patient education space. You know, we have a space where Mitonomy is the only uh, patient education company um, that was formed post-iPhone, believe it or not, right? So all of our other uh, you know, incumbents have been around for quite some time. And so there was a real opportunity to disrupt and to, to provide something new that could take us into the next era of digital transformation. And that's what we're doing at Mitonomy.
0: For sure, I appreciate you setting the stage there, sort of your personal experience, professional experience, yeah. and and of course today we're going to be talking primarily about patient education. And the, the question I want to ask next is how have patient education needs and and preferences really changed over the years since you've been involved with this, especially considering here COVID nineteen and and other trends we're we're seeing in healthcare, like like stat, the staffing crisis. Obviously, I'm sure these have uh, both these. Big trends, major events have some pretty serious implications for, for patient education, right?
1: Yeah, I, I couldn't agree with you more. I think you know during COVID, I think we became a consumer forward healthcare system almost overnight. You know, many healthcare system customers of ours, and we service some of the largest academic medical centers, some of the largest hospitals and community health centers um, across, across the country. And what we saw, you know, almost overnight, was people really um, moved to a more virtual environment. Telehealth um, visits skyrocketed, and you know, now they've come back down a little bit, but still significantly more than where we were pre-COVID. So, and there were many examples of kind of a digital-first um, uh, approach because we had to, right? We had to, we were remote, and we had to figure out how to deliver care remotely. I think now that we're, we're we're past that urgent care, you know, that urgency during COVID and things are settling, we're all returning our focus back to the millions of people that have chronic conditions, acute conditions beyond COVID. And when you look at the, the healthcare system today, it's really a massive problem when, when we look at patient education. We're a very sick nation, you know, despite spending over $4 trillion and having access to the best medical care and professionals arguably in the world we still have 30 million people living with diabetes over hundred million people that have pre-diabetes or metabolic syndrome meaning if left unaddressed they're going to develop diabetes and we know this is largely controllable with diet and exercise the right medications we have close to 100 million people that have high cholesterol hundred million plus one out of every three adults have high blood pressure many have comorbidities and then millions suffer from asthma, COPD, mental health issues. And we're just getting started. What about all the people, you know, over a million people will seek a total joint replacement. And it takes often three to five years for a patient to make a decision to seek treatment when it comes to their knee or their hip, because they're, they're, they're not sure if they should have the procedure and they're living in pain. They don't understand the full, uh, prepare you know, preparation and recovery and our sickest patients our most acute patients, those battling cancer, um, our heart and vascular patients or transplant patients, um, their families and the patients need access to the right expertise and the right understanding on how to manage their complex condition. And we have done a terrible job with, with the, you know, with YouTube that's been around for you know, however many years, we still have a very sick country. So even though people are going to YouTube, they're watching content, even though in the clinic, our nurses, our doctors are spending valuable time educating patients, handing them, you know, the, the to-go papers, right? The handouts. And we still see that 40 to 80% of, of patients forget what they're told in the, in the doctor's office. So this is a huge problem because as we move our healthcare system And continue in this consumer forward approach, we now have to start thinking about how do we do a better job training people, consumers, patients to really understand their condition when they're not in the hospital. And when we don't have enough nurses and doctors to spend time with them the way that we used to, we're never going to go back to those staffing levels. So we have to start thinking about how do we automate how do we augment what we have? And how do we uplift our healthcare team in ways we've never done before? You know, Despite all of the best incumbents and, and technologies that have been around for 30, 40 years with some of the longstanding patient education incumbents, we've done a terrible job in terms of the results, right? We have a very sick nation. A well, couple things have
0: stood out to me so far in terms of Challenges folks are up against. There's some logistical administrative challenges that happen once you become a caregiver or a patient. And then there's this need for clinical understanding for folks to understand their condition. Do, Anjali, a follow-up question for you. I want to get your thoughts on this. Is do you think the need for better patient education is made more critical? That this this mission is made more urgent um, in the era of we live in where there's just rampant misinformation online, to, to be frank. Um, Absolutely. It, it, is it just even more critical that providers really become a source of truth for their patients? Uh,
1: that's a great point. And I think providers have been the source of truth. I think when you ask a patient, who do you trust, you know, um, the the online WebMD or Dr. Google, or do you trust your payer, right, your your insurance company, or do you trust your employer to tell you what to do? Really, you trust your doctor, you trust your nurse and your doctor, your care team. That's the number one place people go for trusted information. And then it builds off of that, which is why I think our strategies coming out of COVID have to be provider-enabled, provider-centric, so that we can deliver a patient-centric, a successful patient-centric initiative, You know, which is what we've been doing here at Mitonomy. And so we have a lot of experience in seeing this play out and seeing how this works. But there's a huge misinformation problem. And we're not going to solve that um, overnight, but we can make a huge dent in it if we empower those that already have a trusted relationship to deepen that relationship using the power of technology without adding an extra burden.
0: That's exactly where I want to go next. My, My next question here is, you know, how to think about the provider patient relationship and making sure these um, solutions are are provider centric so that they can ultimately be patient centric. How does patient education then fit into those interactions and and how can it sort of be efficiently integrated into the, the, the physician's workflow?
1: Yeah, so it can be easily integrated into the physician workflow through a number of ways, um, and and that's important. It, it's not one approach fits all, right? So you have to be able to support the flexibility of multiple workflows, multiple patient journeys, and you have to be able to integrate seamlessly, fully interoperable with the electronic medical record, and you also have to be able to utilize your scheduling applications and, and so that things become very automated. But it's not just the automation that's gonna deliver better results. It's that automation delivering better content. You have to have really great, compelling content. And we know that, um, you know, HubSpot did a study: 73% of consumers prefer video over text. So if we're spending all our time automating and integrating with Cerner or Epic, and then what we're really giving patients is more text. I don't know we're going to move the needle with that. I don't think we will. If we look at the consumer forward trends, 50% of adults in the US are streaming content weekly, but we don't leverage this consumer behavior in healthcare. So it's a combination of thinking of and reimagining the way we deliver care in this country uh, that brings the provider forward, that that allows the provider to save time and give the patient the best education that's compelling, that's engaging. And we know that we're storytellers at the heart of humans, we we love stories. So if we can leverage the power of content streaming and high quality broadcast quality content, which is what you know our experience has been at Mitonomy, that that really works much better than just giving people text. Uh, I think we have a real shot at helping patients move into this new world where healthcare is beyond the four walls of the hospital. And in fact, of their time, especially in chronic care uh, management, they're going to be caring for themselves at home or in the office, the workplace, Um, pre and post procedures is all done at home. So the rehabilitation, the prehabilitation. So we have to think differently. Whereas before we used to think about education in the hospital, COVID pushed us to think about it remotely. And post COVID, we have to think about it across that entire patient journey, end to end, from patient discovery of a, of a, where should I go for my treatment all the way through the patient journey to being back at home and, and rehabilitating and leading a healthy, happier life.
0: Automation has come up in this conversation. Of course, um, telehealth, uh, remote devices, um, that, that sort of thing. Can you talk more about sort of the, the technology and resources that health systems are able to leverage in our, right now to meet those evolving education needs and preferences you sort of laid out here uh, in terms of what it was like pre COVID during COVID and post COVID.
1: Yeah. You know, I think that, that all of the healthcare systems we work with have a hundred percent capacity to be able to deliver, a, a modern patient education solution. It, it's just a question of whether you know, hospitals and providers and and whether you know, nurses and doctors can come together to see the value of doing that because it can be hidden, right? It's a platform that we're talking about across that patient journey. And a platform is delivering multiple benefits at the same time. So it, I think the biggest challenge in bringing in a modern patient education solution that's enterprise wide Is how do you bring together your marketing team, your clinical team, your safety and quality team? Um, How do you bring together your risk because your risk mitigation team? Because they all benefit um, your pop health team, they all benefit from a modern patient education solution. So in some ways, I think we have to focus a little bit more now on helping healthcare systems really think about enterprise initiatives and how to drive that forward in a way that allows each group to have a vested interest in the education and then to leverage that education from a central master repository so that they're saving time, they're consolidating, there sometimes can be hundreds of education solutions in a hospital. So it's a great opportunity for consolidation. Um, But I think that the real uh, secret sauce is in being able to drive an enterprise strategy around this.
0: And then let's say that enterprise strategy is successful. Let's say a hospital gets there, integrates and optimizes this modern patient, patient education solution enterprise-wide. What outcomes can they expect? Should they expect, you know, um, outcomes in, in the form of behavior changes in patients, clinical improvements, improvements in workflows, additional revenue? Can you, can you talk a bit about what they can expect?
1: Yeah, this is a big, big value proposition. You know, what we're doing is we're essentially shifting uh, the current state, which has been for many years uh, providers taking the responsibility to educate patients 100%, right? Through verbal communication in person and handing them handouts, essentially. And now we're saying, let's automate uh, the best explanations from our healthcare team through video. And still allow for, you know, handouts, et cetera, to be a part of that because some people prefer to read and need to, you know, reach all people. Um, and then let's shift an, um, a large amount of that expectation over to the patient who's willing to take that on and is searching for trusted information. So it's a really great kind of uh, ball and glove, right, where the, the nursing team is now throwing the ball to the patient. The patient is catching the, the ball in their glove. And what you can see then is with patients that are more educated, more activated, before they even arrive, they're gonna be a partner in their healthcare journey. You're gonna see safety issues. Uh, you're gonna have higher safety. You're gonna have higher quality of care, um, less risk. You're gonna have patients that even, despite our best efforts, when we all have different anatomy and you get into a procedure, Well, things can change, right? People's bodies are different. And so sometimes the unexpected happens, but if people come in, patients come in more educated right from the get-go, they're going to be more relaxed. That's what we've seen. Less anxious. That's what we've seen. They're more activated. That's what we've seen. And if things go wrong, you've got, um, relationship equity in the bank because they're less likely to sue. So malpractice rates um, and the risk levels go down. So the education strategy is really critical in this new era because we're also introducing so much innovation and patients need to know how to use these new devices, remote patient monitoring clinics, the hospital at home. These are huge initiatives that will the, the, a glide path will be created with stronger educational foundations for these other new healthcare delivery options to emerge successfully, right? Without it being a burden on a already compressed nursing staff.
0: Absolutely. Anjali, I think that that takes us to the close of this conversation today. It was a pleasure having you on to talk about patient education.
1: Great. Great. Thank you so much. It was a great uh, opportunity to be here with all of you at Beckers and. I wish you the best.
0: Thank you so much. Uh, I'd also like to thank Mitonomy for sponsoring this episode. You can tune into more podcasts from Becker's Healthcare by visiting our podcast page.